0: Jay Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go on the range with Jay Delsing.
1: This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Good morning. Burley, what's happening?
0: Well, let's see.
2: Blue skies, lots of sun, green grass at the TPC of Scottsdale, and, uh, Things are more than eating
1: up. We're delighted for you, Pearl. I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart, we don't give a damn. I got to say to Brad Haley, hey, Brad, you won the golf balls last week. I forgot to announce who won the golf balls last week. We might as well do this this week as well. John, Swart. John, you won the golf balls this week. I'll be reaching out by email. Guys, keep sending us, e- sending me emails, J at com. Put the word balls in the subject or balls in there somewhere that you want some free golf balls, and we will get those out to you. Pearl, we format the show like A Round of Golf. This first segment is the Under Range segment. It's brought to you by our friends at TaylorMade. We just jumped right into the golf ball giveaway. We're giving away a dozen TP5s every week. It's been extremely popular, and I love having TaylorMade as part of this show.
2: I love it, too, and you've been speaking so highly of your equipment. And uh, the great interview last week with George. Jeff uh, Thornhill, so uh, we got a lot of tailor-made stuff going on. I know there's a lot of other great equipment out there, but we appreciate uh, tailor-made support. Yeah, we do.
1: All right, and we uh, we're skipping our social. You were so good last week and so in depth with the with the eight seconds of uh, social media. Everybody's just content. We don't need it. So we're going right to... No, status
2: quo anyway. So We're status quo, so that's appropriate anyway. That's cool. We're still still canceled, and appropriately so.
1: Perfect. Uh, Bob and Kathy Donahue are not canceled at Donahue Painting and Refinishing, 314-805-2132. Call them. They will help you beautify your home. And they're great humans. Really good people. All right, John. Slugger White this week. Slugger White. What a great guy. Good old friend. Man, jumping on with him. Just made me reminisce about the PGA Tour, the friendships, the cities, the situations. Gosh, we had a a blast doing this little recording, talking about different rulings and things like that, Pearl. um, Man, he's a guy that played the Tour, played about 75 events. He made about $32,000 back in the day when that was not easy to make. And uh, then was an official for right about 40 years on the PGA Tour, just retired. And now Greg Norman's hired him. And he's got his face in the uh, news again because he's going to be running the rule side of this new new tour that uh, Greg Norman and the Saudis are trying to come up with.
2: Well, we know of a couple of guys that have made that transition from player to um, official. I can't fathom making that, but I'm glad guys have done it. And I think they really have enjoyed it, most of them, once they've done it.
1: There's no doubt, and we mentioned this in our interview, but playing the game at a high level really, really helps in a big way when it comes to officiating. And, man, i got to tell you, you need a strong backbone in certain situations when um, this happens on TV and stuff.
2: Oh, I bet. I'm looking forward to hearing some of your stories after the interview.
1: Super excited about having Rapsodo as part of the show. They just came out with a new discount. If you go get yourself this Rapsodo launch monitor, this cool little pack – this this is a, it's like a little pocket rocket that works in conjunction with your cell phone. Go to checkout, enter the code Delsing, and get a hundred bucks off of that Rapsodo golf launch monitor. It is a terrific product, and you will love your winter practice with the Rapsodo. Got to mention Rapsodo. I really appreciate their support. We're going to get the North American General Manager Art Show. Uh, On the uh, show, I'm interviewing him, and this product is fantastic. Go get you one of these launch monitors. It's a little pocket rocket. It works in conjunction with your cell phone. You carry it around in your pocket, I should say. If you put the code DELSING in at checkout... You save 100 bucks off the price of this thing. It's going to help so much your practice in the winter. It will help you so much.
2: So, so some things to, to get the coupon, we need to do Delsing, and other times we need to do balls. Is that, is that what we're boiled down to here so far?
1: Yeah, and i got to tell you what else we have going on, Pearl. We have got, from the Powers Agency, we've got a new ticket, blues ticket giveaway. So you're going to get to uh, go to a hockey game with Tim Davis, the COO of Powers Insurance, and myself, and sit right between the benches, center ice, baby, at the Blues game. That's coming up. We're just giving away all sorts of stuff here at the Golf with Jay Delsing show.
2: I'm jealous about that one. That sounds good. I was just wanting to elaborate a little bit on that uh, golf range practice time technology. I was out there with a buddy of ours, Bob Call, a couple days ago out at TPC uh, using some of this pocket technology it's fascinating it is absolutely fascinating i'm not sure i want to see myself swing but uh i i I know i can learn something from it and the technology is fantastic so i'm glad you've got a great sponsor like that
1: yeah it's really fun did you guys use something out in arizona when you played
2: yeah, and I don't know the, the, the specifics of it, but it was definitely some launch monitor stuff. It also had video attached, know, it was all phone-related, and it's just fascinating uh, what, what guys are using. You and I have never used that, and the technology's there, and I need to get more into it because it was, it was really fun. It just took them a minute, probably a minute and a half to set it up, and uh, it's, it's fascinating what, uh, what's, what's possible. I, I, I'm not, I think uh, we have to be a little careful on how much we video and how much we tear our, our games apart. But uh, I think it's, uh, it, it can be very, very powerful, powerful information.
1: And Pearl, last week, we didn't even mention it on the show, but Pebble Beach. Gosh, we've had so much fun up at Pebble Beach. And then this week, the Phoenix Open, which is a party inside of a golf tournament inside of a party.
2: Yeah, it's just amazing how this area rallies around that. And they've got a huge uh, Barrett-Jackson ar- uh, car auction a couple of weeks before. So this place is just buzzing for the better part of a month so hard to get on a golf course the rates they're charging for something you've played true north a couple times before i think it's 450 or 550 to play true north now go out there and play that golf course and you know you say yeah that's a lot of money but you know what's interesting they're all full you can't get a tee time it's 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 but it's a beautiful place they've had great uh, spring weather here with some rain everything's green and gorgeous so the conclusion of phoenix open is going to be just absolutely a blast
1: yeah, there's something special about the AT and T and then to have Phoenix on the uh the follow it right up on the week of Super Bowl is really um yeah, it's really pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff, Pearl. I can remember some of the fun times we had at Pebble Beach, the Bill Murray's running around on the eighteenth green at Poppy Hills throwing that gal out of the grabbing a gal, throwing her over his shoulder, running around the eighteenth green, then dumping her in the sand trap. Uh, just a lot of fun seeing a lot of the celebrities and hanging around. I remember one time I walked in, you were on the range with the clubs and I walked in just to grab a quick little breakfast. And I sat down with a guy and we just started talking a little bit and all this. And um, I walked out with him and I said, yeah, man, have a good day. I didn't even introduce myself. He didn't either. Somebody ran up to me real quick and goes, how long have you been friends with Justin Timberlake? And I said, Who? And he goes, yeah, that was – you were just talking to Justin Timberlake. I I said, oh, I had breakfast with him. I I didn't – we just talked about golf, and uh, he said he lived – I don't know where he said, L.A. I was – and then I told my daughters that story later that night. They're like, you've got to be kidding me, Dad. And I'm like – Yeah, I didn't know who he was. He sure as hell didn't know who I was, and neither one of us cared. That
2: was perfect. That's that's the kind of breakfast you want to have before you go out and
1: play. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, all right, bro, so that's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. But, um, folks, don't go anywhere. John and I will be right back with the front nine and our interview with Slugger White. This is Golf with Jay Delson.
0: On the Range is brought to you by TaylorMade.
1: I want to give a shout out to my friend Colin Burnt over at the Dean team of Kirkwood. Folks, if you're looking for any sort of vehicle, I know it says Volkswagen of Kirkwood. Colin has a parking lot full of new and used cars. I was just over there the other day. I bought a used VW Passat for my daughter, Joe. I talked to um, to Colin and he is working out a new vehicle for us, but we went over and looked. There is a huge selection of cars over there. My buddy, Pearlie, that does a show with me, had bought a used Toyota truck from Colin and just loved the service and loved the vehicle. This is like dealing with family over there. These are great people. Collins, there. His right-hand person, Brandy, is there to, to do anything they can to get you in the vehicle you want. Give them a call today.
3: Congratulations to this year's Musial Award recipients. Good sportsmanship will again be on display at the Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. David Toms was our first champion, but St. Louis and local charities were the real winners at the inaugural event. Together, we were able to donate more than $800,000 to area charities. Thank you, St. Louis. And get ready for professional golf to return September 5th through the 11th, 2022.
1: Have you heard about the resurrection of Tony Penna Golf? No? Well, listen closely then. Harpen Brand Holdings is reintroducing this iconic brand back to the golf world, and with it comes the legendary io feature. Some 50 years ago, Tony Pena was renowned for making world-class equipment played by many of the world's best golfers, including the great Jack Nicklaus. Go to TonyPenagolf.com right now and check out the gorgeous selection of putters, drivers, and wedges they have available. I'm currently using the Jupiter Tour Select Series putter as I practice this winter, and I just love it. Its milled face gives this putter that really soft, super soft feel that all tour players love. The only thing you'll like better than the look of these clubs is their price. Go to TonyPenagolf.com and check it out. You can get a gorgeous milled tour caliber putter for a fraction of the cost. That's tonypennegolf.com.
0: Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing.
1: Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Purley's with me, and we are headed to. The front nine. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. Hey, folks, you got to get out to Norwood Hills, September fifth through eleventh. The best field on the Champions Tour will be playing right here in St. Louis. We were there last year. Hopefully, we're going to be there again this year. But you got to check it out. Pearly will be there, lugging around, w- looking at videos for something. Quick, something. sort of. I'll be lugging around. <laughs> quick, sort of instructional videos on his phone as we're playing. <laughs> or walking or watching, whatever the hell we'll be doing. But you got to check it out. All right, John, we're going to jump right into the Slugger White interview. 40 years on, on the PGA Tour as a tournament official. Let's go in and visit with Slugger. I am sitting down this morning with Slugger White. Slugger, thanks so much for joining me, my friend.
4: Jay Delsing, it's great to hear your voice, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, my gosh. Slugger, I'm smiling right now. I think about the very first time I met you. I got my card in 1984 and... As I look back on those days, Sucker, we had so much fun playing the tour, you know, just a bunch of scrappy, you know, kids, most of us just trying to figure it out and having you guys run those tournaments and everything for us, though, we didn't really know what we had, did we?
4: I don't think anybody did, Jay. I mean, it was, it was great fun and great, you know, the camaraderie was so, was so good. You know, it's like, uh. I know when I first started playing, you know, first first guys, you know, first people I introduced myself to were the rules officials. And uh and that's that's what everybody did up until, you know, it's like probably I don't know, maybe ten years ago or something like that. It kind of changed. But it was a nice uh nice fit for everyone, I think.
1: Oh my gosh. So Slug, we gotta go back though. You've been a lover of the game of golf. I know your dad was a gold glove uh uh golden glove boxer and you grew up in West Virginia. Take us back a little bit to the way you grew up and how you fell in love with the game.
4: Well, I was, I was from uh, Beckley, West Virginia. And I always tell people, you know, I feel sorry for them because they didn't, they didn't grow up in Beckley, West Virginia in the sixties. And I get a little, yes, you're right. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) no, you know, it's like I started playing when I was like nine years old. Uh, my dad was, uh, was like a plus two at that time. And, uh, we played in a little place called Black Knight Country Club, a little nine-hole uh, private club. Was lucky enough to uh, to play there, and you know, in the summertime, you know, we just we got there at seven in the morning, and you know, my mom would pick me up at you know nine o'clock at night. We would just round and round, and uh, and then we had a driving range uh, for about five or six years. That uh, you know, just hit balls, and uh, my dad was uh, you know a real was a good player, introduced me to the game, and uh, and you know, here I am. X amount of years later.
1: Oh, my gosh. The game is just – the the way this game provides is uh, incredible, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, Slug, like you played – a lot of people don't know this. You played almost 100 events on the PGA Tour back in the uh, late 70s and early 80s.
4: Right. Yeah, I played uh, 76, 7, 8, and 9. And I always say that was about three and a half years too many. <laughs> <laughs> So we were, you know, you know, back then, Jay, we weren't, we weren't playing for any money. I mean, the biggest tournament I played in was at the Westchester, and the the total purse was five hundred thousand dollars. And we thought, man, what is this all coming to? So and now, heck, that's that's fourth place.
1: Oh, it's, so, a, it's I know it's a, it's amazing. Crazy. It's I, crazy. I I sit there and think about the tour and think about how we used to drive to events, slugger, and how we used to have to rent cars once we'd get there and how we'd share hotel rooms and things like that when we were young, and, and man, as the tour as the tour developed since then,
4: uh, at big time, you know, I, I remember you know we used to stay in you know hotels when heck we'd cook out on you know don't you know somebody'd have a, a grill that they put in the back of their car. And we'd grill out, you know, it's like it might be five or six, you know, five or six different guys, you know, it's like just sitting around having a couple of beers, cooking a steak. So it, it's it's a whole lot different now, though.
1: So, so one of the things, Slugger, that most people don't know about is the long, long hours you guys put in, what the painstaking ideas and, and um things that you guys have to do to mark the golf courses, to do advance to get the place ready, security, all of these things. So take somebody, take us through what a typical day would look like for you guys on the PGA Tour.
4: Well, you know, it's like uh, we always, <clears throat> we're always there an hour before the tee time. We, you know, it was 7 o'clock tee time, we're there at 6, 6 o'clock. I was usually there, you know, it's like I was kind of proud of myself. I was always trying to be the first one there. But I'd get there between 530 and 6. Uh, and, uh, you know, my job, you know, the last last 10 or 15 years was uh, as the as tournament director. And, and uh, I would just kind of oversee what was going on if somebody needs some help. Somebody would set the front nine. Somebody would set the back nine. It had already been marked from the year, uh, the week before, with our advanced official. And whoever usually did the advance was kind of the. We made them the boss that week because they had all the connections with all the all the locals and the, all the tournament staff. And uh, you know, it's like we just go through the day uh, after we set up. Like I like to say it was a it was a twelve to fourteen hour day every you know. You know, probably six days a week because, we're, well, maybe not maybe not six days a week, but at least five days a week because of Pro-Am Day. But, you know, we traveled on Mondays, and, uh, you know, it's like on Tuesday morning, we'd, we'd have a meeting, we'd talk, we'd go look at the golf course, see if anything needed to be done, and then go from there. Like I say, it's 12, 14 hours starting on Wednesday.
1: You know, Slug, when I look back at the tour when I was first on in the, in the middle 80s, we get so many weather delays you know and <clears throat> back then we didn't even have the developed weather protocols we didn't even have an on-site weather guy you know we we were dealing with so much stuff as it in real time and that all fell on you guys to kind of keep juggling all that
4: we did you know what well, jay we used to call the the local uh, airports and we talked to the uh to the air traffic controllers and uh some of them were you know some of them were you know really good, most of them were really good some of them we'd have to you know we'd invite them out to the golf course but uh you know most most oftentimes times we'd call them ask them what we were looking at if they could help us out and uh it was it was kind of a fly you know you know fly by the seat of your pants at times looking at the just looking at the weather. I remember you know clyde mangum who who hired me, you know so he was a deputy commissioner he was a term director then and uh Just looking up in the air, just looking up in the sky, and said, "Well, what do you think?" I said, "Well, I don't know, Clyde. I think it doesn't look very good." He said, "Okay, let's shut her down for a little while." (laughs) You know what? And 99 times, you know, well, I'd say probably a good 70 percent of the time, we were pretty, pretty close to it because it was, you know, it was you, you could see it. And uh and you just kinda had had to get a feel for
1: it. Well, you know, Slug, when, when folks are watching a, a typical telecast and the skies are blue and the things are going great and the, the players are the players that are playing well are all over the TV and you're having this competition unfold. Okay. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes just from your perspective to make this thing flow. I mean, when you think about it, Slugger. The, all of these thousands and thousands of people are respecting a little bitty rope and, and, and minding their manners and not breaching some of that stuff. It's pretty incredible.
4: You know, it is, Jay. It's, we always say, you know, golf is a gentleman's game. And, and 99 times out of 100, most all the people that come to, come to the uh, to golf tournaments are, are golf fans, golf fanatics. They appreciate the game. They appreciate the players. And uh, most of them are very, you know, very cordial and uh and they they do respect that little rope that's uh going down each side of the fairways which is which is kind of nice you know we get an unruly fan every now and then but uh used to and uh we had you know we have a, you know there was a security team that took care of that in case there was a heckler or something like that but uh and, but a lot of times we had to take care of it you know if if no uh, uh one of the rules officials would have to go and and uh and take care of something so it's always it was always something going on you know you had to had to worry about pretty much everything so that, that's about it
1: <laughs> no end you slugger you are first of all you're i would say in the top 5 people in the world in terms of rules knowledge and most people think, oh, what's the big deal? The rules of golf, it's not that big. The rules of golf are so difficult to understand. Talk a little bit about that, especially when you get some of these crazy conditions and maybe even tell us a story about one or two of the weirder things that ever happened to you that you had to make a decision
4: on. Uh, well, I, you know, it's like <clears throat> before before the new new changes in, in uh, 2019, the decision book had like 1,200 decisions in it. <laughs> And uh, you know, it's like, and I was always smart enough to know that I wasn't smart enough to know 1,200 decisions, but I could usually, you know, it's like go to, you know, it's like if you have a situation, you can go to it and find, find a uh, similar situation. But, you know, we, we relied on each other a lot. I mean, there's usually at least six or eight of us there. Again, not everybody had all the answers. And uh, we just, uh, I don't know, we just, we schooled ourselves extremely well. The guys, you know, the, uh, the rules officials were, were really good guys, smart guys, knew the game, knew, knew what was going on, and, uh, which was a real, you know, it was a real plus, especially for the players. And walking into situations that you've been into before with players that, uh, you know, like yourselves. I mean, I, heck, I, I had rulings with you, and we, we'd, uh, we'd, we'd talk. We didn't always agree, but uh, we'd talk and talk it through, and, uh, and we'd go from there.
1: You know, Slugger, it's one of the things that, is, that people don't understand. And I look back at what Tiger did at the Masters when he hit the flagstick on 15. The ball goes back in the water, and he took an, an appropriate drop. One of the most difficult things for a player is you're out there playing, and you're what, let's say you're doing well like Tiger was doing. He's a shot off the lead. He hits an incredible golf shot that gets a, a, a bad a break as you can possibly have. But, Slugger, you have so little time to gather your thoughts, to get it all back together, to try to get, make a decent decision. You know, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because when I would get into those situations, I always wanted to call you guys because A, it usually gave me a little more time and B, I got your opinion and I knew that when I called Slugger White in, it was gonna be A, 99% right and B, I couldn't go wrong by listening to you.
4: Well, that was the good thing, Jay, and I appreciate you saying that. But uh, <clears throat> we always said that you know it's like if you're in doubt, call because if if you make a mistake, you have to pay for it. If one of the officials made a mistake, you don't have to pay for it. You know the, the mistake was made. You live up to it, and and everybody knows. You know it's like that. Uh, anyone that thinks an official doesn't make a mistake is mistaken. You know it it, it happens. You know you don't like it to happen, but uh, through everyone's career, you know it's like you have a kind of Couple of uh, you know brain fades or whatever, and uh, and make a it doesn't happen often. I have to say, you know, it's like it's been uh, it's been pretty pretty good.
1: Slugger, I got to tell you this funny story. I was playing at the Quad Cities at the old golf course at um, Oakwood, I think. And um, what a lot of folks don't realize is that as a player, you're entitled to call an official on a certain s- situation and get a second opinion if the first one, if you think there might be something, you know. Someone made a mistake. So I can remember I had a a cast from a burrowing animal that my ball was sitting on, and I called Vaughn Mouisse out there, who's a great guy from down in Houston, and Vaughn said, you don't get a drop from that. And I said, Vaughn, that that is a burrowing animal that's caused this thing to raise off the ground, and my ball's sitting right on it. And he, he said no. And I said, can I please get a second opinion? He said, of course. And he drove off, just like you're supposed to do. He didn't hang around. He drove off. And Arvin... Gin, who came in, and Arvin was, as you know, just a terrific man from, I think, from Jackson, Mississippi, and another dear friend, and he said, I said, you know, Arvin, I've got this condition. He said, it looks like your ball's sitting on the cast from some sort of burrowing animal. I said, I think I'm entitled to relief, and he said, you are, and so I took a drop, and I can remember seeing Vaughn a couple weeks later, and he said, what happened over there? Did you, did you, did you ever get a second opinion? I said, I did, and I, and I did get relief, and he said, "Who gave it? You know, who did you who who came out?" And they said it was Arvin. And I remember he went over to Arvin and started calling Arvin Santa Claus after that one. <laughs> and
4: it was asking where that big red hat was. I exactly,
1: exactly. So you know, we had so much fun, and and you know what, as I look back, there was a sense of community with us back then.
4: No question about it, Jay. I, it was it was just a big you know and and it's still it's still a it's still a family but it was it, it was a, it seemed like there was a lot more camaraderie back you know way back then you know we go back you know we're going back a lot of years i don't know jay it's just it's different now you know you, i don't think uh, you know officials don't hang with uh, with players uh the good thing about you know when i started i had played so i knew probably 90% of the you know of the players so, we, you know, it's like we'd, uh, every now and then we would go to dinner or something like that or do something, but uh, it's different. It's different now.
1: Oh, absolutely. If I was sitting in a restaurant and you walked in, we'd have had dinner together 100% of the time. I mean, everybody was kind it's, of a it's, gypsy. Yes,
4: that's it's, it's exactly right. Every single time. I'm an and,
1: old school uh, and, guy, Slug. I think you are as
4: well. I just think, um,
1: <laughs> you know, that, that things, I don't want to turn into that old guy that, you know, thinks all the new stuff is terrible. But when I look back at it, the, the, the things I learned and the people I met were just priceless. And Slugger, how important was it that you knew the game and you knew how to play the game and you played at high levels to get you to the heights that you accomplished as a rules official? I think that's really important.
4: I think it was huge, Jay. And I think that was one of the reasons. I knew when I was hired, uh, Dean Beeman was the commissioner, and, and he was looking for ex-players for that reason. You know that you, you you you've been in the situation. You knew the guy. I mean, most of us had played together, playing many tours together, and uh, we uh, you know it was just a nice transition to in fact uh, you know uh, to get to get in, the, in those situations. So it was you know it's like it, uh, it was a little more respect, I think. For guys that did play and knew the players, and they knew that uh, that you knew the game, and that, and that was that was a big part of it.
1: All right, so that's going to wrap up the front nine. Don't go anywhere. We'll have the back nine and the conclusion of the Slugger White interview. This is Golf with J. Delsing.
0: Marcon Appliance Parts Company of St. Louis, Missouri, would like to recognize and applaud the thousands of companies and volunteers who donated their time and money to make Wreaths Across America program a national success on December 18th, 2021. Wreaths Across America is a national wreath-laying program to decorate the graves of our beloved veterans at national cemeteries across the country. Marcone Appliance Parts is proud to be a local sponsor and sent volunteers to participate and Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery. For more details, visit wreathsacrossamerica.org. Marcon Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America, and a proud distributor of General Electric Parts.
1: Hi, Jay Delsing here from my friends at SSM Health Physical Therapy. St. Louis Golf Expo is March 18th through 20th. Signaling spring is just around the corner. SSM Health Physical Therapy will have members of their golf program at the expo to help answer your questions. Mention my name to receive special pricing on their golf screen and have a chance to win a free K-Vest evaluation. These evaluations are awesome. There's 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy,
3: our passion. David Toms was our first champion, but St. Louis and local charities were the real winners at the Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. Record-setting attendance. Some of golf's greatest legends. An exciting finish. And with the help of our partners and all of you, we were able to donate more than $800,000 to area charities. Thank you, St. Louis. And get ready for professional golf to return September 5th through the 11th, 2022.
1: Hey, guys, I know you've heard golf is booming, and it really is. There are more people playing golf today than ever before. And you know who else is doing great? my friends at Whitmore Country Club. I don't know if you know about their membership, but if you join at Whitmore Country Club, there's 90 holes. They give you access to the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and the Missouri Bluffs. And the cart fees are included in the membership, so you're not going to get Dean for a cart fee. There's no food or beverage minimums, no assessments, just great golf, great places to eat. They have a large pool complex, three tennis courts. They've got a kids club you can drop your your children off you and your significant other your wife can go out play a little golf you can call them at 636-926-9622 and when you go over there poke your head in the golf shop and say hi to my friend bummer he is terrific he wants to help you with your game and he'll show you around
0: we're halfway there it's time for the back nine on golf with jay delsey
1: hey welcome back This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Perley's with me. We're headed to the back nine. The back nine is brought to you by our friends at Pro-Am Golf. Folks, go get fitted. You've got to get fitted. Call CJ, 314-647-8054. It costs you $40. Go get it. If you buy something from them, they'll roll the price into the club. They won't even charge you. ProAmGolfUSA.com. CJ's the best in town. You'll love the experience. You got to go get fitted. I just did it. Pearly's committed to doing it. All right, Pearl, we are going to the second half interview of the 40 year PGA Tour official, career, and veteran Slugger White. Slugger, tell us about this story your very first um, ruling when you made the transition from player. To a rules official out in San Diego, I think it was with Jack Nicholas. I love this story. You've told me this when I one of the first times I met you, and I and and I, I just thought it was fantastic.
4: Well, it was funny because uh, Gordy Glanz was was the official that I was kind of under his wing. We get this call that there's there's a ruling out on uh, on twelve. I think it was the twelfth hole at Torrey Pines, and we always ask uh, whoever was calling the ruling in to ask who, who the player was. Well, a lot of the players didn't like that because they felt like there was some kind of a that that they get some preferential treatment. That wasn't the reason we called. Like we want to know who we'd go look for and go to. So you could hear me coming from miles away because of the these carts that we had and and the the uh, the washboard that I was you know going down the and and I get there and uh, and I talked to Jack early in the week because he'd asked me about my transition. We were talking. So uh, they say, you know, it's like they call for Jack Nicholas and and Gordy says, go ahead. You can handle it. I said, you sure? He said, yeah, no, you got it. (laughs) So I'm as nervous as anything, obviously. So I get down there and there's Jack standing there. And uh, I walked in. I said, Jack, can I help you? He said, yeah, what is this? As he looked in those steely blue eyes. And I said, well, Jack, that's a French drain. And we treated as ground under repair. And he looked right at me, Jay. And he said, are you sure? And I looked back at him and I said, I'm positive. He said, okay, where do I drop it? And I tell you what, I, dro- I drove away and uh, just thinking about it. And I, remi- I reminded him that, you know, prior to, and during, you know, it's like, and I can kind of, you know, when I was finishing up last year, I had a nice, nice uh, little ceremony there at the, at the Memorial. And I reminded Jack of that. And he just kind of, he kind of laughed and he said, Hey, he said, come here, give me a hug.
1: Aww. So uh,
4: he's been, a, I mean, he's just such a, he, that whole family is such a wonderful family. That have been great friends, you know, for the last heck for the last forty years.
1: Oh my uh, it's gosh, been great. You know, Slugger, how important is it though when you, especially going to the greatest of all time, you? How important is it to be this guy that's not waffly, that's not afraid of the situation, that's not uh, that's unsure. All that plays into that, and I feel like I know that there were certain players that would try to take advantage of the rules officials and try to intimidate them in some of those situations like that.
4: Yeah, I think I think I, I think they do. You know, it's like, and, uh, and that's okay. I think if you go in, I think the big thing, Jay, I always went into rulings saying, "What can I help you with?" I wasn't there to say, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, but it was always it was always help. The rules were always there and still are. They're held. They're there to help. There's no, you know, it's like, and and that was always uh, just my entrance. And I and I would go in, and that's the first thing I would say. How can I help? And I think that puts every everybody kind of at ease. And every now and then, you know, you'd get somebody who was, uh, didn't agree with you. You know, you kind of talk it through. And if somebody wanted a second opinion, shoot, we'd, we'd get it for them.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and it's it's one of these things, though, that as a player, you know, you're going through these situations. There's a lot of egos, as we know, out there. And having someone strong on that end, like yourself, like Mark Russell, like uh, Glenn Tate, like uh, Wade Cagle, some of the great guys in, in the history of the rules officials. It's uh, to me. It was really important, and it was also reassuring.
4: I think that was that was the big thing, Jay. And I agree. And I think when you saw someone that we, you were familiar with that knew that you knew what what was going on, it it, it kind of put. I think it puts players at ease, and uh, and, that, and that's what it is because usually it's a tense situation. You know, it's like it. There's money involved. You, you know you you're playing you're playing for you're playing for your livelihood, playing for your family. So it's uh I think it's a a nice ease factor when you do see someone that come in that you do know that you do know that knows the game and and knows the rules of the game.
1: No, a hundred percent, and someone that played at a high level for you is a really big deal for the players. Slugger, talk about uh, just a little bit how fun it was. You know the tour schedule. You know the West Coast swing is is how we used to start the tour. You would go to these places. You were out there for almost forty years. You had to be. You had to have families out there that you considered extended family.
4: Oh, there's no question. I mean, all over the country, Jay. I was, you know, lucky enough to uh, to you know to meet up with people and uh, and became really close friends with, especially like you said, on the West Coast, Texas, Florida. You know, everywhere you go, you always had these these uh, relationships with, with people, and uh, it, it was nice. And it was, what was great about I think our our job was you were going somewhere where they had been looking forward to you getting there for the past year, and everybody was open arms, everybody was smiling. It was it's was a great positive uh, positive environment every every week. I mean that that's what was so that was so good about it.
1: You know Slugger, when I got to play in the AT and T tournament for the first time, I got to play with Tommy John. I got to play with some really great kind of famous people. That the the game provided these entrances and introductions for me and I can't say enough about it can you tell that story about George C. Scott because I think you got to play with the the great actor in Pebble Beach your first year there didn't
4: you I did Jack Lemon was my partner one year oh my and uh and we had uh and we had George C. Scott uh in, in the group and I, I'm trying to think who, he was playing, who his partner was. Neither here nor there. And I, I played with Dick Martin one year. So, I, you know, just like you said, you got to play with some real, you know, big-time celebrities. Well, after I quit playing... I was at Pebble Beach, and I and I did see George C. Scott walking across the parking lot. I said, "You know what? I need to go say hello to this guy. He won't remember me, but I'll go say hello." So I walked up and I, I said, "George C. Scott." I said, uh, "Slugger White, how you been? We we were you know we were paired together several years ago uh, here." And he looked he looked right at me, and he said, "Carlton, where have you been?" <laughs> and he remembered. You know, it's like how he remembered my real name was unbelievable. And we talked for a few minutes, and he said, "He said I just was talking about you with uh, Dick Martin the other day down at, at at Bel Air." And he said, "We wonder where you went." And then I, you know, I, I say we talked for probably four or five minutes, and he was just a wonderful guy, really a nice man. But it was just I was flattered that he would remember who I was, and, and it was uh, it was it
1: was really good. And Slugger put aside all the billions of dollars that the game has raised now, and the, the relationships that it forges. And the introduction for people like you and I into that world of, say, maybe Hollywood, and even though you and I aren't necessarily all that impressed with those guys, they're, they're, to find out that they're normal people, too, was really cool as a young person.
4: No, no question, Jay. I mean, they, they were, you know, they're just down-to-earth people. You know, it's like they, they get out of the limelight and uh, they enjoy themselves. It, it, it was nice to see that. Uh, Jack Lemon, like I said, I had, he was my partner. And uh, we played we played three days together, and uh, I think we missed we missed the uh, the cut, not the playing cut. I think we missed the cut by a shot. He made three at sixteen at Cypress, laying it up over there, You know, and, and there fairway, and he got it up and down from over there. It, I mean, it was, I mean, it was like like it was a big thrill to him, and it was a thrill for me to watch it. So uh, we had a great time. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. Yeah,
1: this is golf with Jay Delsing. I'm visiting with. Um former PGA Tour player and and uh, rules official tournament director on the PGA Tour, Slugger White. Slugger, let's talk a little bit about the opportunity that's been um that's been going around now in the tour. It's a lot of the talk about this new Greg Norman is a commissioner of this new tour and they've asked you to help them.
4: Yeah, uh <clears throat> Greg and I have been friends for probably probably 40 years and uh or 30 30 years anyway he called me probably about six or eight months ago, maybe, maybe earlier than that and told me there was something going on and he wanted me to, uh, you know, he knew that, you know, that I was, I was retired. And he'd asked me if I could would consider, uh, you know, it's like coming out and heading uh, up the, uh, uh, the rule side. If uh, you know, when, when this, when this, uh, when this tour started. So he said, he said, you know, he said, you and Shelly talk about it. And, uh, and we talked about, it. and so, you know, I hung up the phone with him and, I went to Shelley, my wife, and I said, you know, well, what do you think? She said, well, she said, I'd love for you to see me do something. Now, <laughs> traveling all the time, you know, it's like she, just, she just didn't want me to morph into my chair that I'm sitting in right, right now in my room. And you know what? I mean, it, it, I tell you what, it's easy to get comfortable. You know, it's like so. Uh, but uh, I called Greg back a couple days later and I said, look, I said, uh, I think I need to, need to talk to you about this. I consider doing this. So and I, you know, it's like uh, I had nothing to do, obviously, with the uh, the start of this uh, with this of this tour. But uh, they they needed some they needed some help with the uh, you know as far as the rules go. And It's basic for the players. I mean, and and for him, you know, it's like to give him some some comfort, uh, comfort peace of mind for someone to run it exactly. So like I say, Greg and I, and then uh, so had a couple of meetings and then uh, signed on with them at the end of last year. We'll just see what goes from here. Yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, it's it's going to be exciting. It'll it'd be good.
1: It's very interesting, isn't it, Slugger, to see, you know, how um, how global the games become, right? And there's controversy with everything. And, and I know that the PGA Tour has got their, their dander up a little bit because there may be a player or two that's going to sign up here. And then what's going to happen? I, I'm interested to see how it all plays out.
4: Well, I kind of will be. T- <laughs> I will be, too. And... uh it'll it'll be nice to uh you know uh, again i think i'm in i'm in the dark a little bit about what's going on, and that way I don't have to uh say I don't know what's going on uh when i really do so i am just uh, i'm just waiting to see um most of this right now is in in asia the it looks like the uh the Asian tour is going i think there's i think they've added like like two hundred million dollars to uh 10 events or something like that. So, uh, I may be headed to Asia for a little while. Who, who knows? We'll, we'll just wait and see what goes.
1: The thing that strikes me slugger is the amount of money that, that the boys and the, and the ladies are playing for these days. It's incredible.
4: You know, it really is Jay. Like I said, back in 76, I played for a half a million dollars and I thought was, you know, that was a total pride, total purse. And I thought, good Lord, what are we going to come to now? And, uh, but I just saw where the uh, the ladies tour they're getting a little bumped in uh, in theirs, and I and I'm glad for them because uh, they you know they're they're really good players over there. Tour has, uh has bumped bumped the uh, bumped their prize money up. I think I think Greg always said you know competition is good, and and I think it'll be you know, I think it'll be good for everybody.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of what our country's founded on, and you wind up getting you know we see people get territorial, but it sure makes you sharp and and. It's really going to make the PGA Tour look at certain things and try to get their ducks in a row, if nothing else. I think.
4: I think you're probably right, Jay. Exactly. Like I say, I'm on the uh, I'm on the dark side of that, and that's uh, and I kind of like being there, like that.
1: <laughs> I spent most of my life there in the dark, Slugger. It's
4: not that big a deal for me.
1: <laughs> well, Slugger, I so appreciate your time, I, your friendship over the years. I, I I'm sitting here talking to you with smiles on my face. There's. A half a dozen stories I'd love to tell the people, but we can't do that. They that, that were just priceless for me. I appreciate you jumping on, and we'll be, be looking for you with this new venture. And uh, best best of luck to you, my friend.
4: Jay, thank you. You've been a great friend of mine for a long, long time. And uh, we will continue, and uh, let's stay in touch. And I really appreciate your time and, uh, and you know, asking me to come in and uh, talk with you
2: for a while.
1: All right. So, Pearl, I don't know. I just love that interview. We told a lot of stories. Uh, they're fairly off color, off the air, but uh, really, really an impressive guy.
2: Well, you got to be good friends with him, and uh, I certainly enjoyed the stories. But it brings up so many memories of getting rulings when I can for you out there. <laughs> what's the worst, what's the toughest, maybe not the worst, what's the, what was the toughest ruling situation? you ever found yourself in? Because when you and Slugger were talking about that, you know, that that official needs to always keep their heads because the players can be who knows what emotional roller coaster they might be on trying to make a cut, trying to keep their tour card, trying to make some money, whatever the case might be. But what's the toughest one that you were ever involved in?
1: Well, it happened in Vegas. I was uh, playing well. I had this weird situation, and I had my ball sitting in this area that was – you know, just not right. And I called for an official. And not only did he tell me no, which was fine, he also gave me a couple of editorial comments on the fact that he thought it, I was wasting his time.
2: Well, let me let me clarify for what you just said to the listening audience. The first ruling that he gave you that you didn't like, you said was fine. Well, it wasn't fine because you were never fine with any, any of that kind of stuff being told. No, that kind of no but I mean, it's I can editorial- understand, I can I've be tried told, to, no. I better try to editorialize a, a decision or an idea before the golf works review. Yeah, it's the wrong way to go. It's definitely yeah. It's definitely the wrong way yeah. to go. I'm a little
1: heated at the, <laughs> at the top of the mo- Hey, let's pick this up on the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. This will wrap up the back nine, but don't go anywhere, Pearly, and I'll be back. More Slugger White, Golf with Jay Delsing. Hey, I know you've heard a lot about club fitting, but I need you to go visit my friends at Pro-Am Golf. They're a family-owned and operated golf discount shop in St. Louis that's been operating for over 40 years. They have a top quality fitter in CJ over there and a very qualified staff. With the most up-to-date, state-of-the-art technology in the industry at all. They've got a really cool Ball program coming that will help you fit your swing speed to the right ball. But most importantly, they have the lowest prices in town on this fitting. And you know what's really special? They take the price of the fitting and roll it into the new clubs that you purchase over there. So basically, the fitting costs you nothing. Visit Tom DeGran. He's been in the business for over 40 years and a great guy. And they'll watch you hit balls in their simulator. So stop by and ask for the Delsing discount and they'll give you even more money off their already low price. That's Pro-Am Golf, a family-owned business here in St. Louis.
3: Congratulations to this year's Mutual Award recipients. Good sportsmanship will again be on display at the Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. David Toms was our first champion, but St. Louis and local charities were the real winners at the inaugural event. Together, we were able to donate more than $800,000 to area charities. Thank you, St. Louis. And get ready for professional golf to return September 5th through the 11th, 2022. Jay here,
1: and I'm here to tell you about my favorite strength training program that has helped me play better golf, and I think it'll help you. That's right. I'm talking about 20 minutes to fitness. 20 minutes once or twice a week is all you need to stay strong, flexible, and in shape to play your best golf. 20 Minutes to Fitness targets the muscle groups used in the golf swing because you always work with a trainer on physical therapy equipment, and that causes a reduction in your chance to get exercise related injury it knocks it down to almost zero folks i've been doing this for over eight years now and i am in the best shape of my life if you have never worked with a trainer before you gotta give it a try it's a game changer but don't take my word for it try it for yourself your first session is free that's right it's absolutely free there are two locations to serve you one in Chessfield, one in clayton Visit 20minutestofitness.com to learn more. 20 Minutes to Fitness works for me, and it can work for you. I want to welcome Rob Soto Golf to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Folks, If th- this, this device is super super cool. It's small, just a little bit bigger than your cell phone. It works in conjunction with your phone to help track your shots. It uh, t- talks about launch angle, spin rate, dispersion, uh, how far the ball goes. It is really really something. You can go to raptsotogolf.com and check this thing out. They also it'll also give you a couple drop downs so you can see how they're transferring this technology into baseball and softball, and they're working with all 30 Major League Baseball teams now. So this is a viable product. But if you want to practice in the winter, and you want to get better, and you want to stop figuring out where that ball went after you hit it into the net, get a Rapsodo and check them out. You will love it. Go to rapsodo.com, Rapsodo. Com. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is sponsoring a VIP St. Louis Blues game experience for two lucky winners. Enter to win front row seats at Center Ice and join me, Jay Delsing and Tim Davis from the Powers Insurance Company as we take in all the action while the Blues are playing the Pittsburgh Penguins on March 17th. That's right, Sid Crosby will be in town. All you have to do to enter is go to www.powersinsurance.com backslash go blues to sign up. Powers Insurance is a family-owned agency here in St. Louis that specializes in robust insurance policies designed to provide coverage that's tailor-made to meet your personal needs. We've done one of these giveaways. The seats are awesome. Enter now, powersinsurance.com backslash go blues.
0: Grab your friends a cold one and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing.
1: Hey, welcome back. Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay here. John's with me. We're headed to the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. I got one open. Pearly. Man, you're getting good at that. Really good. Really nice. All right. So, guys. Um, hey, I got it. I got it. I got it. Go ahead. Jump down. in there. I know you've been dying.
2: <laughs> With you getting really. Some of the times, I'm trying to remember where we were. There was some kind of a tire print. And you wanted to get a ruling really for the tire print. And I could see you weren't going to get it. And I can see this guy coming over and I'm thinking, hey, Jay, let's just hit the shot. Let's just hit the shot. We don't need to go through the ramifications of what's going to happen in the next five to 15 minutes with you busting this guy's chops, trying to get the drop that you want. And you looked at me like, <laughs> kind of like, hey, I, I need a good argument for a couple minutes to get my game back in place here or something like that. I wish like, heck, I could remember what hole it was, but of course it was. But you did not get the really you wanted. We knew you weren't going to get the really you wanted. You knew you weren't going to get the really you wanted, but you were looking for a little tussle to, to give yourself a breather.
1: Or yeah, yeah, I needed to slow it all down because obviously when I hit the ball in a tire track, I wasn't down the middle of the fairway, was it, Pearl?
2: <laughs> no, no, you weren't. I do remember one time in the Champions Tour qualifying. Oh, I, think, I knew
1: you were going to bring Champions that up. Course, Yep.
2: Oh my gosh! So go ahead. You, why don't you tell you tell it how you remember it, and then I'll clarify how it I happened. I
1: hit my ball to the right. My ball was was suspended in a a bush to the right um, of the fairway. But I was standing on the cart path to hit the shot. Right, Pearl? Yeah. Yeah. And I called an official out to see if I got relief for that because I was standing on the cart path. There was no other way around me. Hitting this shot, other than standing on the cart path, as I recall, and I rem- he thought he thought
2: if you he thought if you just were going to shake the tree, you didn't be standing on the cart path while you were shaking the tree. I
1: yeah, probably. <laughs> he he uh, he had an entirely different opinion, and did and and um, also went into some sort of editorial. The editorials are what pissed <laughs> me off. It's not necessarily. It's like it's like um it's like coming up and like hey. Can I get a ruling? And he'll be like, no, and you suck, too. You're not that good, and I can't believe you hit it so far <laughs> offline. You know what I mean? That's the sort of thing that uh, used to really tick me off.
2: What's the, what's the worst ruling that you saw somebody else get to their benefit or against Ernie Ells uh, won the US Open.
1: Ernie Els won the U.S. Open at Oakmont when they gave him a drop from the crane of a, of a camera instead of moving the camera. He was playing at Oakmont. He got a drop. I, I couldn't believe. The other one was at the TPC where they gave Sergio a drop and didn't let him take a lost ball when he duck-hooked one on number 10 at, at, at the TPC. He said his ball stuck up in the tree. You have to find that ball in that tree. You have to see that ball. You have to identify that ball. You can't take an unplayable lie with your ball up in a pine tree, a palm tree, unless you can identify it. It should have been a lost ball and a two-stroke penalty, and he got away with one there.
2: Well, how do they how do they justify that? Jay, how does it work afterwards? Do they kind of review these calls and clarify them for players and that type of thing, or does it just go and get swept under the carpet?
1: Oh, they do. They do. I'll tell you. i got to tell you the worst, the funniest thing that ever happened to me. But, yeah, they do review. And the rules officials, to their credit, will come back out and say to you the next day or whatever, we screwed that up. We, we made a mistake. We, and, and that's why, as a player, if I, if I just say to you, John, I'm going to take a drop for an unplayable lie, blah, 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 and we find out that I was incorrect, I get disqualified for an incorrect drop and playing from an incorrect place. If the official gives you their blessing to do it, you're totally cool with it. You can do it. Right. You can do whatever they say. So that's why – and I think Slugger even mentioned that in the interview – you're always better off calling for an an official to include them in the ruling.
2: Well, that's true. But as a spectator, man, I hate the delays. You know, there's so many times it it seems to us, maybe it's not as a spectator, that that's a simple drop. You guys know the rules. You've been around the game for forever. Why do you have to pull pull in the official? But that's the reason. There's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line. You might know the drop, but maybe you take the wrong angle. Maybe you take you thought it was two clubs and it's one club. Maybe you dropped it and it rolled more than you thought or you didn't know how far it could roll or whatever. So these there's, there's these little idiosyncrasies within the, quote, easy rulings that could make a difference too. Isn't that, isn't that about no,
1: right? No, no, there's no question. I mean, Slugger said in the interview that there were over 12 12- – pages of the in the decision to golf. I mean, there are so many different circumstances. But, bro, my rookie year on tour, I'm playing in the legit classic Abilene, Texas. Fairway Oaks, where Charles Cootie is the head pro. And it's blowing 200 miles an hour. It is howling. And I need money to keep my card. And I play a really good round on Saturday and move up into the top probably 15 or so. And Sunday, it is blowing hard and I am not playing that great. And I'm hanging in there, get to 18th, par 5, straight into the wind, water all the way down the right. And I'm just aiming this thing left and chinking, dunking this thing down. And I hit it on the green about, I don't know, 15, 20 feet from the hole for birdie. And I, I just toss from like three feet to my caddy my ball. Well, he drops it, goes to pick it up, and kicks it into the water. Now it falls off the edge of the green. <laughs>
2: hey, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Give me a second here. Please clarify that wasn't me.
1: No, that wasn't
2: Oh, okay, thank you. Go no, ahead. that was we not continue you. On.
1: It was not you. His name was John though, John Mackey. Anyway, I we well, there's 20,000 people around the green and play with Jeff Sluman and Danny Edwards. I'll never forget it. We all just kind of laugh it off. He gives me another ball. I putt down there, miss, tap it in. I I make my par. I make about $4,000, which was a big check especially when I needed it to keep my card. I wound up keeping my card by a couple hundred bucks that year. Come to find out. I go in, sign the card, come to find out. I'm playing a practice round with Weeby, Payton Pavin at San Antonio the last week of the year. Uh Wade Cagle, the head official, comes out to me and goes, Explain to me what happened to you on eighteen. I said, When? He goes, last week. And I had no idea what he was what he was going after. And he and I said on the green, what, what happened on the green? He goes, with your ball and your caddy. And I said, oh, yeah, I threw my caddy the ball. He dropped it. He went to pick it up. He kicked it, and it fell over the edge into the water. And he goes, then what'd you do? I said, I got another ball out of my bag. I set the ball down. I putted it in. I tried to put it in. I missed, and I tapped in, and I want to make it a par, and that was it. He brings out the rule book, and now all of a sudden, Pearl, my heart is down somewhere under my shoe, under the ground, and I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm going to lose this money. And he says, that's a violation of this rule. Here's why. Here's what you should have done. And I said, son of a gun, wait. I said, it was right in front of Jeff Sluman, who was, we were all laughing about the situation. And I'm thinking, I'm losing this money, and I'm not going to keep my card. And he goes, well, I go, what do we do? He goes, yeah, it it was a penalty. I said, well, my caddy would have been submerged looking for that ball. He would have not come up until he came up with a title of three. I promise you. I promise you. And if he didn't do it, I would have jumped in after it. And um, Wade said, but to your advantage, the tournament's over an official. And the money's yours. And, but next time, don't do that. And I was like, holy wow. cow. So the first thing I did was find Sluman and find uh, David Edwards. And I said, guys, did you know this rule? And they said, we had no idea. And I said, I should have, that should have been a penalty. That, And they're like, what happened? I said, the tournament's over. It's official. And nothing happened. But it was a definite violation. And they said, we didn't know the rule either. Not one person wow. in the crowd. Not one person on TV. It probably wasn't even on TV because it was me. But weird. That's going to do it. We're out of time, man.
2: Oh, boy. Okay.
1: We got some great interviews coming up. We got Archie with uh, Soto. We got Maria Palazzola. We got Christian Heavens coming up. Lots of fun stuff coming up. Tom Watson's coming on the show. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned next week. Hit them straight, say, Lewis. Boy, is this housing market tight right now? Are you tired of having the second best bid on your dream home? Call my friend Joe Shear at 314-628-2015. Joe's been helping my family and I for over 30 years. He closes millions of dollars of business every year, and he will help you understand the importance of a pre-approval letter, inspections, and pricing your home or your offer just right. If you need to buy or sell your home, Joe is your guy. 314 314- That's 314-628-2015. Folks, are you in the market for some additional protection for your ride? You need to call my friends at Vehicle Assurance. Their number is 866-341-9255. Sherry Fain is the owner and president, and she and her team are committed to helping you with your unexpected auto repair bills. They are committed to finding the right protection for you, your budget, and your family. They only work with the top vehicle service providers in the country. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve. That's Vehicle Assurance, 866-341-9255 for a free quote. (sighs) 866-341-9255. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is sponsoring a VIP St. Louis Blues game experience for two lucky winners. Enter to win a front row seat behind the visitor's bench and join me, Jay Delsing, along with Tim Davis from Powers Insurance as we take in all the action on March 17th against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's right, Sid Crosby will be in town. All you have to do to enter is go to powersinsurance.com slash blues and sign up. I'll announce the winner the week before. Powers Insurance is a family-owned agency here in St. Louis. They specialize in robust insurance policies designed to provide coverage that is tailor-made for your personal needs. That's Powers Insurance and Risk Management. Again, sign up for these great blues tickets at powersinsurance.com slash Go Blues!